gentlemen, it is Saturday night. Another edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, what's going on? You neglected your own intro on your birthday edition of the show. I did not neglect my own intro. I changed it up. No, 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 no. I, I understand. But uh, yes, we have a birthday on the show this evening. And yes. Elio was late because he was enjoying cheesecake, which I can't blame him for. Usually I'd be an asshole about that, but I can't I can't really do it today. So oh, happy birthday, that. my friend. Thank you very much. Do I look my age? No. How old do I look? I I would I would say you look about forty, but I mean you, you don't you don't look forty eight. No I, look, I always get I look like I'm 30, 35 years old. Well, I, actually, actually, that's, um, I always, I always get guesses that I'm significantly younger than I am. I guess, uh, I don't know if that's a CP-ism or what, but. Yeah, but I, actually, you know what, with me, I, I already know what it is. What's that? Vampires never age. What? <laughs> vampires never age. And you are comparing yourself to a vampire because... I never age. Oh, well. <laughs> That's why I don't look 48. Well, do I look like I'm 33? No. I say you look like about 25. Yeah. Well, that's about that's about the estimation that I get, so, yeah. All right, so uh, how's uh, the rest of your week been since Tuesday? Oh, very slow because my parents uh, have been um, on vacation, oh, so okay. it was kind of it was kind of slow. We'll be back on uh, Tuesday though. That's fine. That's so cool. I've yeah, I've just been uh, camping out with my brother watching movies. You see anything good? Yes, he did actually. Uh, he bought. He purchased a DVD of the Sword in the Stone. Oh, good me. Oh, good me. But um, speaking of that, I have a list for you. No, it's not a themes list, so you're not gonna be upset. Okay, very good. This week I was. Uh, this time I'm actually kind of rather upset. Oh God! Now you see. Now you have my curiosity peaked. All right, because now. I found these, like, okay, because, you know, sometimes I like, go on Bleach Report, we get, I get notifications like I did with uh, what happened on SmackDown. Right. So, with that, what I did was, I, like, I'll see, like, an article that will be like, I'll be like, hmm, this looks interesting. So I clicked on it. So what I have this time is the top 25 movies that are basically perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh God! Well, well, that would be, that would be interesting because because I would be I would be very curious to see if any of my favorite movies made the list. Number twenty five, Jaws. No. Well, I mean, I I I okay. Look, I understand why because that is like a legendary movie. But if you go back and like. Now that you and I are older, right? So if you go back and watch it, 
Like, I can't even be scared of it anymore because the, the, yeah. the sharks are so fucking fake looking. Well, well look, might you want a really stupid Jaws ripoff? Go look up Great White. They basically ripped Jaws off the movie Jaws. I mean, the, the shark looks, looks just so bad. Oh, it was Lord. terribly made. It was like a 1981 movie or something. And number 24, The Dark Knight. Well, I would have anticipated that being higher on the list, but yeah, I can't, I can't disagree with that. That's one of my top ten movies. Number twenty-three, we have Interstellar. Never saw it. And number twenty-two, we have two thousand one Space Odyssey, which I object because that should be higher. I never saw that one either. Oh, dude, that one is such a classic. I just, I love the music and the whole movie itself, the atmosphere. Okay, 21, we have Boyhood. Never heard of it. Uh, right at the at 20, we have Toy Story 1. I agree. At number 19, we have Alien. My brother would agree, probably. Number 18, Adventures Endgame. Never saw that one either. Number 17, Get Out, which is a newer movie. Number 16, Lady Bird. I've never... Okay, I guess this doesn't speak highly of my uh, film no. taste. And number 15, we have The Grand Budapest Hotel. Like, some of these I've never heard or seen. Number 14, we have The Witch. Okay. 13, we have Manchester by the Sea. Again, what? what? Um, okay, I'm a little miffed. 14, I said, right? 13 is Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. I agree. At number 12, we have... Titanic, which is was boring as hell. Boo. Yeah, that movie was meh. And if any fans uh, say, oh no, you don't know what you're talking about? No, I do know what, the, what I'm talking about. I fell asleep through the movie. Okay. <laughs> that, was number thir- that was number 13, I said? That was number 12, you said. Number 12. Number 11, we have Parasite. Never heard of that one either. Here we go with the top 10. Creed, the first one. I don't know if that's one of the best movies ever, but it's very, very good. I wouldn't put it in a best movies ever category. At number nine, we have Fight Club. That's kind of a cult classic. I can understand that. At number eight, we have Slumdog Billionaire, which is so boring. I saw that movie. Oh yeah, number seven we have Nomadland, which I've never heard. Neither have I. And number six we have, let's see, number six we have The Godfather Part 2. So here's the top five. Shawshank Redemption. I agree, that's actually like my favorite movie of all time. Alright, number four we have 
Vertigo. Never heard of it. Oh, dude, Alfred Hitchcock. Number three, we have Schindler's List. Sorry, sorry, that was on, that was top four. So four, we have Shawshank Redemption. Three, we have Vertigo. Two, we have Schindler's List. And number one movie, and I checked because this is not a perfect movie. Citizen Kane. I've seen Citizen Kane, but... Um, okay, what'd you think? I mean, it was very, very, very good, but I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I would list it as the best movie of all time. Right? Like, these are, like, the 25 almost perfect. But, yeah, I would not put that at number one. I, I mean... I mean, my argument that I that I made to you off the air is we were making adjustments, um, you know, because you were having issues with the list popping up. I I said that if The Godfather Part Two was on the list, then sh- surely the first Godfather had to be. So I'm I'm surprised that that The Godfather wasn't at least in the top five. I so high. And uh, I got another list that we'll do next time, the next uh, episode uh, that's all Disney movies. But Ben, what do you see we get into this week in wrestling? Or what's left of it? Because we already covered Monday Night Raw. Absolutely. And we will start with NXT. And let me just grab my list here. So NXT 2.0 Roadblock. So, for high points, I had Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu defeating Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez to advance to the finals in the Dusty Classic. Poor Raquel Gonzalez. She seems to have fallen off a cliff. Then we have LA Knight defeating Grayson Waller in the last man standing match. I have a, I have a question, speaking of LA Knight. Okay. Why do you think he's not on the main roster at this point? Hmm. That is a good question. I'm, I think uh, they're gonna they're waiting to debut him after WrestleMania. I can see him the night after Mania. Yeah, well, I think he should be. Yeah, because he's uh, he's been ready. Yeah. Then uh, we have Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray defeating Casey Kevin Zaro and Kaden Carter to advance. And my final high point, Tommaso Ciampa versus Braun Breaker versus Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler wins the NXT Championship. Dolph Ziggler goes to NXT Stand and Deliver. Now, my theory, my, I'm sorry, my, my voice cracked because I'm so enraged. Uh, my, my theory behind that would be may, maybe the Steiners are getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. And then that means that they'll be at stand and deliver, perhaps to have a big moment for uh, for for that with Braun, mm. because you think Scott Steiner will be there because he, we know how he is. Like him and Rick are so different. <laughs> well, at least Rick should be because remember how? No, how, that's what that's what I said. I think uh, Rick Rick's gonna be there, but do you think Scott will be there? I, I well I don't I don't see why not because because I, now I know that he had his issues and he played got in the Hall of Fame a couple of years ago blah 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 I get I get all that I'm not yeah, yeah. I'm not stupid but but I I would 
I would say that if if they're in discussion to be in the Hall of Fame, then clearly that would indicate that you know whatever issues may have existed have been dealt with. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I mean, uh, they they should be in the Hall of Fame because because for me, if if the Steiners are not um, in the Hall of Fame this year, then I'm not sure why Dolph Ziggler needed to win the championship. Because to me, it, it doesn't make sense as it stands right now at all. But to me, the the only feasible explanation would be that they want to give the Steiners a moment during um, during the Hall of Fame you know, weekend. Um, okay. Oh, by the way, when, when is the Hall of Fame again? Uh, that is, I think, the night before. The, I think that's the night before. On the Friday? Yeah, because they're, um, they're combining SmackDown and the Hall of Fame into one. Oh, that's taping. right. Okay, yeah. Okay, all right. So, so to finish off my, my thought process, be like, because... Because remember how they had Rick, uh, you know, in the ring with um, with his son yeah. celebrating, but they had like that was an off-air moment that was put on the internet. Yeah, it should have been on air. Yeah. So like I I really thought that that should have been on the air, just like you do, and you know so I'm I'm assuming that because of of that, you know. Their their big their big thought was to was to have a moment with him and his dad and his uncle to put on the air. I don't know, but but even with that, I'm grasping at, at straws because I really don't understand why Dolph Ziggler of all people would have won the NXT title. Number one, because he has no history with NXT. And number two, having him as champion contradicts everything that was decreed with this new version of NXT because they're like, we want to go younger. We don't want anyone older than 30, blah, blah, blah. And meanwhile, meanwhile, you have Dolph Ziggler coming in to be champion, but yet the guy that was champion before... um, before Braun, that being Tommaso Ciampa, I think he is either the same age or even a little bit younger than Dolph Ziggler, unless I'm very much mistaken. Um, but uh, it just it just doesn't make sense. I mean, if you were going to do that, why not just keep the title on on um, Tommaso and then have him have him drop it while the signers got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Ben? Yeah. Tommaso Ciampa is 36 years old. Okay, so he's younger than I thought he was. Okay. Um, and then let's see how old Dolph Ziggler is. Let me look. Alright, let's take a look at Dolph Ziggler. Alright, Dolph Ziggler. Do you have it? Um, oh, yeah. he's older than uh, Champa. Uh, 
I'm getting it right now. Who? What the hell? Do you want me to? What? You want? Because I have it in front of me. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Because for some reason okay. I can't find the wicked so, thing. Dolph Ziggler is 41 years old. Oh yeah. And uh, his birthday is in July, and uh, Chapa's is in May. Well, I well I for, forty one. I would have. I mean, I would have thought that by looking at them, that that Chapa was older than Ziggler. So that's a little surprising. Jeez, my Dolph Ziggler's my brother's age. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, so uh, those are my high points. Uh, no, are you done or do you have anything uh, else? Oh no, no, I'm good. Alright, so my little points are Tiffany Stratton versus Fallon Henley. I like Fallon Henley. I'm still not on this Tiffany Stratton uh, bandwagon thing. I just don't get it. And uh, looking at her face, I it looks like she feels awkward playing this character at times. Um, hold on. Are you showing me something or just, was no, 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 no. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm describing. We can see that like she, she has that like rich girl character. Oh, Tiffany Stratton. The, yeah, the daddy's girl character. And just like her facial expressions when she comes out to the ring, you can tell that she feels uh, at times it, she feels awkward, awkward playing that character. Yeah. So that that was uh, and then uh, Andre Chase University. This is do I just don't like this guy at all. No, I don't either. He's and, like the he's like the twenty twenty two version of like Christopher Nowinski. Yeah. And this one hurt my heart to put in my low points, but Imperium versus MSK. Oh, God, that is physically painful. That hurt to give a low point, and I'll tell you why. Because the match never ended. We never had a winner because the Creed brothers ran out and attacked everyone. So we never got a winner. So what's the point? I mean, if, that, if that's the finals or whatever the fuck. No, that was a tag team championship match. Oh, okay. I in, misunderstood. In premium versus MSK was the tag team championship match, but I had to give it a low point just because we never got a winner because the Creed brothers ran out and attacked everyone. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what, man. I don't, I don't understand this current version of, uh, of NXT at all. So that is uh, NXT, my NXT uh, review for this week, and I'm going to throw it over to Ben for AEW Dynamite. What do you have for us? Okie dokie. So I may be in the minority here, and I understand that this was a reset after after all the current storylines were uh, played out at Revolution, Mm -hmm. but... For me, this episode was a miss. Uh, an, absolute, an absolute miss, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Um, and my first low point... You want low points first? Yeah, my first low oh. point is not because of the match quality. It is because I don't understand why the hell this took place. And hear me out. Nope, that is which one? This is uh, this is Adam Page versus Dante Martin for the world title. 
I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, okay, don't get me wrong. I love Dante Martin. I think he has massive potential. Yeah. But, and, I mean, he has come on like a shooting star, you know, this past year. Mm-hmm. I get that. But when has he ever been positioned as a world title qualifier at this point in his career? Right, he's a, he's a tag team. It doesn't make any sense. And furthermore, my question is this. Why in the hell would you have Hangman Page defend his title against a mid-carder when he just defeated Adam Cole at at arguably the biggest pay-per-view so far in AEW's history? Why? I, I don't understand what they're doing there. I mean, you go from from Adam Cole, who is on a different level in fact, entirely. Ben, in fact, Ben, ben um, go, go on. I'm just looking something up on AEW. So you um, go right. So you go from Adam Cole to Dante Martin in the space of four days. And I, I look. I have nothing against Dante Martin. I just said he has massive potential, but I don't understand what is going on here. I, I, I really don't. And, and then, and then the the post match interview with Tony Schiavone, where he's putting over Dante Martin, um, that was that was uh, really weird. And then and then Adam Cole interrupting the promo was just even even further weird. I mean, I thought this thing was done. Ben, you know how you're always saying these uh, sites that you use, they screw up their reviews with yeah. uh, with uh, giving these wrestlers the wrong name, calling them by their wrong name? Yeah. Check this out. This, I, me... this is, no, hold on, this is Bleacher Report. I'm going to read this to you, okay? Okay. This is the Hangman Dante Martin page. Uh, the Hangman uh, Dante Martin match. Fresh off a successful defense of his AEW championship against Adam Cole at Revolution, Hangman Adam Cole put the top prize in the company on the line once again. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Can nobody edit their shit before they hit publish? That is Bleacher Report. You guys, there is such a thing as editing and spell check. Exactly. Oh my god. Let me read that again for the for the people in the back. I'm not. Seriously. By all means. Fresh off a successful defense of his AEW championship against Adam Cole at Revolution. Hangman Adam Cole put the top prize in the company on the line once again. Oh god. That is just bad. Okay. And then, um... Uh, Another another low point that I had was um, was Wheeler Yuta um, versus Pack. Okay, what I'm, the, not, I'm not alone then. Good. What the, hell, because, what, what the hell was that? Because I gave I gave that as a low point as well. And then um, I was very confused. Apparently, FTR dumped Tully Blanchard. Yeah, I was like, what? So that was really random. Um, another, because because we've heard nothing about the possibility of FTR leaving, um, 
Holly Blanchard before this, and it was just dogs in her lap. So what are, are they faces or heels? Who's the face with the heel here? I, d- I don't know. I don't, I, that just seemed completely out of place for me. Um, and then the other low point I had was the, the Hardy family board meeting. Oh, God, that was stupid. Uh, did, you um, read, did you read the, what they're calling the Hardy boys now? The Hardy can, brothers. The Hardy brothers. They can't call them the Hardy boys anymore. Oh, God. You know, and, and believe me, I love the fact. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not including Jeff Hardy's debut as my low point. I'm saying the, the stuff leading up to his debut was a low no, point. No, no, go on. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, so don't don't misunderstand me. That, uh, the fact that Jeff Hardy is in AEW is fucking fantastic. But, but... Come on, your but, brother your brother's getting beaten up and you're dancing up to the ring. That was that was the nice thing I was gonna say. You're dancing, you're having a good time. Like they're, 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 they're stopping away on back corner, he's like <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> your, your hand motions were hilarious. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, that part was a bit of a miss, but the fact that Jeff Hardy is in AEW, I love that. Yep. Um, I, I would, um, and then moving to uh, High Points now, mm-hmm. um, actually, you know what? I have another low point, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. There, there were a lot of low points. Like I said, this episode was missed. Thunder Rosa versus Layla Hirsch. Yeah. That was the worst I've ever seen out of Layla Hirsch. Uh, that, that was bad. That was absolutely terrible, as a matter of fact. Um, high points, um, Jeff Hardy's debut. Yep. Um, and another one was... Um, was uh, Scorpio Sky winning the title from Sammy Guevara? Okay. I thought I thought that match was was absolutely uh, great. Um, and plus, you know, Sammy Guevara has kind of moved past the uh, TNT title. He doesn't need it. Yeah. So I'm glad that I'm glad they moved it to somebody who who. Quite frankly, deserved it and needed it as well. Um, and that was pretty much all I had for. Oh, oh, and then the other the other high point was Wardlow's promo. I oh, really, I, I, I love I love that promo. That was great. I really enjoyed that. So. Was, people like uh, people were saying like fans were like sitting there listening to every word. That was me. I was like sitting there listening to every word he was saying. Exactly. So that was that was a very good showing from Wardlow. So yeah. Okay. So now for me, I've got uh, Moxie and Danielson match against uh, the other two guys, JD Drake and whatever the other guy's name is. And is I really, that, is that low point or high point? No, that was my high point because I really li- I really liked uh, William Regal's promo at the end as well. Uh, I did too. Uh, another another high point that I have is of course Wardlow. 
now we're gonna move on to my low points. I I have the same as you. Um, I also want to add Jurassic Express in the acclaim because it wasn't the greatest match. Yeah. And um, my other little point that uh, that you might have missed out on, Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston opening oh. segment. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. The, the Jericho Appreciation Society. That is that is so horrible. That, that is so horrible. Just stop j- it. J- just the name alone. Like why? Yeah. Again, you know we like okay on WPOV we talk about Cody Rhodes' ego. Oh, yeah. geez, Chris Jericho is right up there. <laughs> well, I, I don't know about that, but. Like, I mean, because he likes, he always likes to have the spotlight on himself. Not more than Cody Rhodes, though, but he, he's almost there. Well, no, well, I would, I would have to kindly disagree with you there. I, I would not, I would not say that, I don't think Jericho has an ego problem. Because look at, look at who he's working with. He's working with 2.0 and Daniel Garcia and, and Jake Hager. I mean, but, if he had an ego problem, I don't think he would be working with 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. No, I don't I, mean about the ego. I mean, he likes to, he wants to be in the spotlight. Like, well, I like, mean, he's a, he's a wrestler, for God's sake. If you yeah. don't want to be in the spotlight when you're, when you're a professional wrestler, you're in the wrong fucking business. Um, but yeah. And so, else? um, that is all I have for my, uh, high points and low points. Yep. We're done. So we okay, very good. We'll move on to Rampage now. And there were a total of four matches. Um, okay. My low points I gave to Darby Allen and Mark Quinn. And Keith Lee. Oh, who, who was it again? And uh, QT Marshall. Those are yeah. my low points. What? And um, high points, what you got? High points, I gave it to... Oh, let's see what my high points are. So, we'll be right back. Okay. Alright, my high, my high points, I have... Um, I didn't think the Mercedes Martinez Jimmy Hater match was terrible, but my real... My, Top top high point is Swerve Scott and Twin Oh, the new Shane Strickland. Oh, very good. Swerve Strickland. I said Swerve Scott. See, you see that? See how we're so used to like like we do yeah. Daniel Bryan or Bryan e- Danielson. Exactly. Even even uh, Jim Ross does that on a constant <laughs> basis. You see, and then uh, and then fans get mad at us because we do that. Well, what's well, too bad for you? Well, you know, I can't. But, I but can, we love, we, we love, we love you if you listen. But if you listen, then we love you. But not nah, too bad, Absolutely. too bad, too bad. Get out of here. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had um, a few of the same ones as you. Okay. Um, especially low points wise. Mm-hmm. Um. I would add Mercedes Martinez versus Jamie Hayter to to it as a low point. Oh, okay. Um, 
Like, yeah, I have it as a low point. I wanted to give it a high point, but because I didn't think it was bad, bad, but yeah, I can see why you're a low point. I mean, Jimmy Hater. I mean, no, and I'm not hating on Jimmy Hater. I no! Just, I just, I thought the, um... No, like, it's, it's Jimmy Hater and, uh, like, uh, Mercedes Martinez. Like, Mercedes Martinez is good, but Jimmy Hater needs work. Yeah. Um, and then, um, definitely, uh, agree with you about the low point regarding Keith Lee and QT. Um... And, uh, yeah, my only, my only real high point was uh, Tony Meese versus uh, Shane Strickland. Oh, my God, Ben, hold on. I, I got to pull up this uh, one thing, this one uh, comment, because this one person was arguing with me about Keith Lee. Okay? Oh, God. So I basically said... I basically said that like that Keith Lee's run so far has been terrible. Well, it, it has. All right, here's what this guy this guy was arguing with me. He's like, chill out, man. He just got there. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I get I can understand that. Uh, I can understand both perspectives. As a matter of fact, um, my my thing is. It seems like Keith Lee is falling into the same trap as a lot of um, as a lot of other really well known guys that they've signed. Yeah. Not not named uh, you know CM Punk or or uh, Brian Danielson because I feel like you know um, Keith Lee is having the same issue as a Jay Lethal or um, or a Miro. Yeah, so uh, yeah, and, and a lot of other guys can fit into that category as well. Um, the, so, I would, I would even, I would even argue that um, that perhaps Adam Cole's run didn't get off to a very promising start um, because of um, because of his first feud. So it's just so yeah. weird. And, and then, then I, I said, nope, if someone's ring work isn't good, I'll say this isn't good in his ring work and AEW has not been good so far. And then they're like, you know what baffles me? They could have had him win the ladder match and just put the TNT title, TNT title on him instead of Wardlow. But oh well. Well, I think Wardlow needs the title, needs the opportunity more than Keith Lee does. Yeah. So I'm like... So, it's like it's the, the, uh, some people that just like to argue with me on TikTok when it comes yes, to but, wrestling. But, but you also like to incite the argument. I do. I, I do. I, I I love antagonizing them. <laughs> like I go like uh, they'll be they'll be talking about AEW. I'll be like AEW. What is that? Some kind of a cult? like it's professional wrestling. I'm like oh wrestling. Yeah, I don't watch that stuff. <laughs> that is that is well played, sir. I I, I appreciate. <laughs> all right, so so is that all we have for rampage? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, so uh, we can then move on to SmackDown. Oh my Sm- God! SmackDown was so bad. Okay, <laughs> now now first of all, 
we're gonna we're gonna cover the serious business right right off the bat regarding SmackDown. Yep. So um, Big E suffered a broken neck. Yeah. Um, but oh no, I don't want to leave the meeting with him. Why would uh, that pop? Anyway, uh, um, but yeah, so um, Ridge Holland uh, inadvertently. I dropped Biggie on his head um, as a result of a, of a belly-to-back suplex on the outside of the ring, and I was shaken up by that. Um, I was, my stomach literally dropped because I knew, I knew his neck was broken the second he hit. I knew it. Now, luckily. Uh, Big E received some very um, promising news because in addition to the um, initial update that he posted where he informed everybody that he did indeed uh, have a broken neck, he posted a follow-up t- today. Yes. And I, I have that in front of me if I could read it. Yep. So um, I quote, I got some really good news, all things considered. The C1 and C6, and for those of you that don't know, if you're not medically inclined, those are those are the vertebrae in your in your neck. Those are two of the vertebrae in your neck. Um, the C1 and C6 are indeed fractured. Uh, non-displacement, though, which is a very good thing, and I don't have any damage to my spinal cord, no ligament damage, That's and good. no. And no surgery, which I'm very thankful for. I've never heard of a broken neck that doesn't require surgery, so that's very, very good. I am thrilled about that because I was, I was, I was sick to my stomach when I when I saw that spot. I guess the hip must be different because it was our my first one was a fracture. So yeah, yeah. Um, so, so that's awesome. But as I continue the, the statement, he goes, and a pro tip, if you're going to break your neck, do it in Birmingham. They've been great. Everybody at UAB has been great, for real. It has meant a ton to me that so many of you have been so kind and reached out and stopped in to see me and texted me. I feel like I sound like a broken record, but I'm very grateful and I'm going to be all right. It's a blessing. So... Big shout out to him because even even in the even in the initial um, even in the initial announcement where he said you know I have a broken neck you know this this guy is smiling and wiggling his fingers and like oh look this is good yep. you know looking like he's doing shadow puppets and you know yep. you know on the recording um, you know. So I am I am massively relieved for Biggie. Um, just at this point, I don't even care about the wrestling. Of course, I, of course, I feel bad for him. You know, duh. You know, nobody wants to get hurt in any capacity, let alone break their neck. But I I am just so happy that that it seems like he's going to be okay, and it seems like he dodged a little bit of a bullet, to say yep. the very least. Yep. Because um, I think that could have been so much worse. Um, like, I, like I said, I've never heard of a broken neck that doesn't require surgery, so that's a little interesting. 
But uh, good on him, you know. And uh, one of the one of the things that that, that we've always known, um, because you never hear a, a negative word about this guy, um, is is indeed what a good guy he is. Um, you know, if you are a popular individual and a business is cutthroat as professional wrestling, uh, then you know you're a good dude. And um, and I'm I'm just very happy on a human level that this guy is not going to be paralyzed or whatever the fuck, because that that was my first thought when he landed. I was like, oh fuck. I mean, and to me, it looked horrific. Absolutely, it looked worse than than when Madcap Moss landed on his uh, neck from the reverse Alabama slam from Drew McIntyre a few weeks ago. We actually did that very thing last night. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, so speedy recovery to Big E and, um, we're, and we're thinking about you, man. I, I lost some sleep last night worrying about the guy. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I'm not kidding either. Well, don't you dare be sour, Biggie. Get well soon. Exactly. So, uh, shout out to you, and we're thinking about you, man. Uh, but moving on to uh, uh, the actual in-ring product Jeez. from from SmackDown. This was not a good show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this, this, was, this was such an odd show. I was sitting there like, what? Well, and on one hand, you know, you kind of expect it because when, when something like like what happened to Biggie happens, you know, obviously the show is just going to take a downturn from, from there, and that's understandable. Yeah. But I'm but I'm I'm talking about like just the the, the presentation of the show was very weird. So the no, only that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm just agreeing with you. Oh, okay. Um, but um, the only high points that I had were um, were the the segment between Brock and Heyman, especially when when Brock is chasing Heyman through the backstage area. Yeah. Oh. That was funny. Um, and then, um, and then my other high point was, uh, I'm, I'm looking for it. Uh, it was Ricochet versus, uh, Sami Zayn in a rematch with the Intercontinental title. That yep. was, that was pretty good. Um, the low points outside of, outside of the obvious and a guy looking like he did, he could have died on the air. Um... So the low point for me was J- Jay Uso versus Rick Boogs. That yep. was terrible. I can't believe Rick Boogs and Nashinsky are getting a tag team championship match. <laughs> no, no, that that's fucking terrible. Um, and then um, Naomi and Sasha Banks versus Shayna Baszler and Natalya. I just don't care. Um, you know, I, Naomi deserves so much better than this. It's, it's not even funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and so does Sasha Banks, as a matter of fact. I mean, good God. But th- those are the only, those are the only high points that I can come up with. Those are your high points? 
No, no, uh, no. But the first bit of what I mentioned was a high point with yeah, Ricochet the, and okay. So Sami these, Zayn. Are, these are your little points. Yeah, I did Sammy's rant. I gave that little point. They gave a little point to Drew and Viking Raiders versus Ginger and Shanky and Madcap. Oh, absolutely. And also the Charlotte Ronda promo. Oh my god, that was physically fucking painful. The the, the final segment before SmackDown off the air was I felt was better than uh, that promo. But yeah, but even even the final segment wasn't pulled off very well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like it it, it was kind of like a mess, but like it it compared to the in ring promo because Charlotte's promo, oh, Charlotte. Charlotte Look, for those that say Charlotte's one of the top wrestlers, yeah. Like from an in-ring perspective, I'm not gonna argue with you. Yeah. But but everything else about her presentation sucks. Her look sucks. Uh oh. <laughs> her, you know, I'm sorry. Look, I'm I'm just being honest with you. Whether whether you think I'm being an asshole or not. Her outfits are fucking atrocious. Uh oh. Um, you know she can't talk to save her goddamn life. Uh oh. It's so robotic. And <laughs> I I went to the store today. I am go I am going to defeat Ronda Rousey to re- re- remain the women's champion. Yeah, you know, I mean, God damn, it's horrible. Um, I, I heard like I heard a hymn somewhere in there when you were doing that. <laughs> like I, I thought I was going to, I thought I was in church. Did you have anything you would like to add to the sermon, brother Elio? No, I have the same my low points as you. <laughs> I must offer you my most sincere and blessed happy birthday, my son. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> so is that what we, all we have for SmackDown? Absolutely. All right, we're going to get into time warp, and we are going to continue our look at challenge for the championship. This is part four, the second video, and Ben. Now, it sounds like we've gone through this fairly quickly, hasn't it? Yeah. However, but apparently, apparently not, based on what you told me earlier. The, Why don't you? Uh, in, in reality, this challenge for the championship tournament has been going on, going on for five weeks. Oh dear. Yeah, this is definitely our longest trip back into space. The Delorean, <laughs> right? the Delorean is definitely going to need a break after this one. Well, that is why we have this second um, video. I think I've. Figured out how to split it into two parts rather than three because the finals is going to be is a long match and a very good match, but it was it's a long match. Cool. So let's get into this, and then um, yeah, after this, the Thorns going to need a break because, and that's when we will get into uh, like all the live show results where I'll just read off the results. Right. So here we go with the first match we have 
Eddie Gilbert versus Jeff Jarrett. Irresistible Jeff Jarrett. Oh, God. And they went into commercial, so here we go. Oh, 
Yeah, that's right. That's why it was such a long clip. This one went to a time limit draw. Oh, that makes sense. You know, but the other, the other, I noticed a few things while you were playing that. The first one was, of course, the entrance music was hilarious. Um, <laughs> right. Between, uh, you know, hot stuff, baby, this evening, and uh, it's simply irresistible. Um, but, um, you know, you have to wonder if. Uh, if copyright was a big deal back then, because I remember Paul Heyman saying that he got sued more than Martha Stewart, uh, partially because of uh, copyright infringement issues in the 90s. If you remember, Elio, uh, there was a lot of uh, mainstream music being used in um, in uh, ECW, like a la Metallica and stuff like that. Yes. And... Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, Hot Stuff. I, I, I don't even know the name of the song, but... You That's know, what it's called, Hot Stuff by Donna Summers. You know, and then, um, of course, Simply Irresistible by Jeff Jerry. Both of those are very mainstream songs, so I'm surprised that, um, you know, they were able to skate by with that back in the day. Right, and uh, even earlier than that... Um... Greg Valentine and Bruce Beefcake used Queen and We Are the Champions. Chuck Your Dog used Another One Bites the Dust. Mm-hmm. Um, Hulk Hogan used a Bonnie Tyler song. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's amazing, you know. It's, I guess it just depends on, like, if the artist hears about it and gets pissed off enough to go after it. Yeah. All right. Next match, we have John Tatum versus Austin Idol. We've That's learning in the time warp segment, but I'm also learning as well. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I started collecting wrestling magazines in 1986. My first uh, magazine was from July of 86. It was the American special that they had Sergeant Slaughter, Dusty Rhodes, and Hulk Hogan on the cover. And in those magazines, I had only ever seen the name John Tatum, but I had never seen him wrestle. So this is my first time seeing this guy in the ring. Exactly. With that, let's take a look at the results. 
Austin Idol, the fan favorite, defeating John Tatum with the foot on the ropes. Oh, very nice. Now, keep in mind of what I just said. Austin Idol, the fan favorite, because that's going to come into play in the finals. Definitely, because I don't think he was a fan favorite back in the day. That's just my own thought. No, like, initially he was, uh, but... uh, not uh, after who he faced in the finals. That was when the turn came about. Oh, cool. Because uh, this was a... Uh, when he was a heel, that was like... He was in the AWA as well. Or he was like in Memphis. Back in like 86, 87. Right. And Memphis was part of USWA. So next one we have Steve Kern versus Terry Funk. Oh, God. And you got to hear this guy's promo. Because the promos at the beginning, you're going to laugh at some of the stuff they say. One down. Dirty white boy, you're out of the way. But the big step is Terry Buck, a veteran of professional wrestling. A second generation wrestler. You step in there with somebody like Terry Buck, you got to worry about two things. Get beat and get hurt. Terry Buck, you got to worry about the same two things. Because I'm out to win this tournament. Now that was Steve Kern. Exactly, okay. and he won't get hurt, okay. Oh, Lord. Well, let's see the results. Battles, of course, in the NWA, and here comes the figure four. He's got a lock 
Terry Funk didn't roll him up. He rolled him into a small package for the win, for the three count. Alright, well, well, we'll let it pass. Besides, that's Terry Funk from the from the Double Back Ranch. Exactly. The Double Cross Ranch. Alright. Exactly. And, uh, of course, our next match, we have Jerry Lawler versus Dick Slater. Jerry Lawler. I don't know why you're calling him Dickie Slater. Oh, God. Yeah, that's you just, funny. You just have to hear this promo. And when you get this far in a tournament like this, we're 21 of the greatest wrestlers in the entire world. There aren't any easy matches. And I'm certainly not going to go in there and underestimate a man like Dickie Slater because he has wrestled not only in his home state, but all over the world. And he's made a reputation that is undisputable. Slater, I just want you to know this. You're the one that talked about the tremendous egos on the line. Well, I'll be the first to admit, I don't think there's anybody with a bigger one than I've got. So it's going to be me and you, Slater. And I'm going to tell you this right now. No matter what it takes, no matter what I have to do, one way or the other, I'm going to come out victorious. Mr. Excitement, Dick Slater making his way. To the ring says, this one's by quite a confident Dick Slater, although he's really been having his problems, especially with Jeff Gaylord and back in the opening round against the Nightmare, Danny Davis. Well, he, of course, has made it all the way to this round, but he is going to be in for one. What is that music? That's true, that was music. What is that? It's like, it's like a baseball game or some shit. Alright, so this will be the last match for part four. And then uh, I will work on putting pins in place for the final, hopefully what will be the final part of this tournament. So, here we go with the results of uh, Trey Lawler versus Dick Slater. Lawler half in and half out of the ring. Dick Slater takes him over, tries to post him, but instead Lawler gets the big right. This is with a right. Moving the back suplex, count of one, count of two. Lawler gets the shoulder up. So there we have it, Jerry Lawler, both the men's shoulders were on the mat, but Lawler gets his up at the last second and wins the match. So he moves on in the tournament. And that is a final match for this part of the challenge for the championship. Ben, what you think of this part? I actually got a huge kick out of it. I was, I was laughing the whole time. 
And you know what? I kind of like this. I play the clip, and then I get your thoughts, and then I play the next clip, and then you you give me your thought on that one. Yeah, the um, you know, it's always it's always interesting because you know, like being the age that I am, like I'm I'm so used to Jerry Lawler in the role that I know him for, like the color commentary. But then, like yep. you, you go you you go back and you listen to this and, and you really, not that I didn't realize it before because I knew that Jerry Lawler was like a, a, you know, a very good wrestler, but, you know, being able to go back in, in time and kind of get an idea and, you know, I, um, you know, I kind of did this a little bit earlier um, when, um, or, it was like a year back. Remember, you were telling me about Mick Memphis. Yep, Mick Memphis, uh, which we yeah. covered on the show. Yes, and um, so it's it's just it's very interesting to get that look at uh, Jerry Lawler because otherwise, you know, it wouldn't because I'm not of that age to have remembered that. You know, well, and uh, well, like I'm older than you, but even myself, like I didn't get to see a lot of uh, this Jerry Lawler. I'm used to Jerry Lawler that uh, from the Attitude Era and uh, doing all the color commentary. Exactly. And, you know, he's a very good co- color commentator, but I get the impression that he was a better wrestler. Yep. Uh, so that is USW Country Championship Part 4. Part 5 will be on next uh, Saturday's Saturday episode. And, um, also, I'm going to get a couple of live events lined up, uh, which, of course, has no clips, so I'll just uh, read off the results. And I'll be looking at uh, getting a couple of uh, Mid-South. I have the dates written on my phone here for a couple of the TV tapings from Mid-South Wrestling from 1983. And, um, before we move on to uh, Wrestling Roulette, that is our favorite segment of the evening, yep. Um might I, might I bring up an idea? Since since uh, by next Saturday it'll be two weeks to WrestleMania. Do you want to um, do like uh, two uh, WrestleMania reviews, one for each week? Ooh, we could do. We'll What's do like. Do you have any in mind? Do you want to do? Well, I was thinking. I don't think we've done WrestleMania ten. I think we can do that, and then um, I I was thinking maybe. Um, Maybe WrestleMania 14. You know what? I, uh, we've never done 14, and I don't believe we've done 10. So, yeah, we can do those, too. Yeah, I think that'd be really cool. Yep. Uh, so, I guess uh, we'll uh, look for those, two. I'm sure I'll find it somewhere online. Yeah, so we'll do, we'll, we'll, no, just do it on Pe- um, do it on Peacock, man. They're, they're all right there. I don't have Peacock. We don't have Peacock up here. What the fuck? No, we don't have Peacock here. Well, I don't. Uh, I don't know if. Uh, fuck, I mean, I'm I know, like, no, the the app. I'm sure I can get the app, but like, I don't know if because uh, some apps we uh, I've done. I've tried to download, and then I've gone to like register so I can actually use it, like Peacock and stuff. But for some reason, some won't work in Canada, which I don't know why. Oh, but I'm sure, uh, I don't know if my, think my brother said he has it, so I'll see if it'll work here. 
Okay, well then, um, let's let's do um, WrestleMania ten next week, and then we'll do fourteen the following week. Okay, so you know what? We'll put off the live events for Mid South. We'll do WrestleMania ten and Mid South uh, from nineteen eighty three. So we'll do two shows next week and two the following week. WrestleMania 14 and another one. Okay. Alright, so fans, we will be right back with Wrestling Roulette. Stay tuned for that. Alright, we're going to get into Wrestling Roulette. And uh, the way this works, I play 21 tracks. My co-host has to guess which wrestler that theme belongs to. I play only 10 seconds. Ben, are you ready? Yes, sir. Here's your first track. This is not a kiss. Um, that, that sounded like a lot of themes messed together. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. That is Solomon Crow. Ah, Sammy Callahan. You know what? I never saw him in NXT because we weren't getting NXT at that time. Was I didn't a, either. What was he? Was he a heel or a face? I'm guessing. Uh, I'm yeah. guessing he had to be a heel. I mean, I I never saw him, but I heard about it, and I think he was a heel. Okay, I'm guessing he had to be a heel because I can't see him being a face. All right. No. So one one. Riddick Moss. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know, can we bring Riddick Moss back and get rid of this fucking, you know, Mad Cat Moss bullshit, please? Was that another Heidenreich theme? Sounded like it. You don't have anything? No. That is Shayna Baszler. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> they, they changed her song again. Come on, too. I mean, come on. What are you doing? Yeah. Braun Breaker or something? No. That is heavy machinery. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, speaking of that, heavy machinery never got a shot in hell, especially Tucker Knight. Man, these themes are bad. I know. No wonder I suck. I'm 0-4 so far. We gotta fix this. Alright, here we go. Tony D'Angelo? Carmella. Oh, fuck. Death Rebel, you guys suck. What is wrong with you? 
Speaking of sucking tonight, I suck. My apologies for my performance on your birthday, for Christ's sake. Well, it's Def Rebel. I almost said Def Leppard. <laughs> well, no, we shall not blaspheme Def Leppard by comparing them to Def Rebel. Here we go. That's Sergeant Slaughter. That is the Truth Commission. No. One six. Yes, I finally know an answer. <laughs> oh, happy day! <laughs> it's ever moved. <laughs> so one in six. Here we go. Shall, shall we celebrate by doing my uh, my uh, Wayne's World impression? Wayne Campbell is singing "Happy Birthday, Mr. President." <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, here we go. Track seven. To wrestling roulette, and the way it works, I play 21 themes. My co host has to guess which wrestler belongs to. I play only 10 seconds. Ben, are you ready? Yes, sir. Here is your first theme. Great Collie. The Great Collie. One and oh. Yes, sir. Eddie Guerrero's last theme, Gangster Lane. Actually, it's not uh, Gangster Lane, it's Cracking. But you are right, Eddie Guerrero. 2 yes, Why do they use the same one, but they give it two different uh, titles? That's weird. Yeah, because I know the one was like uh, Gangster Lane. Yeah. Or it might have been Gangster Lane, but I think it was Gangster no, Lane. No, it was Gangster Lane. Yeah. Nikki Cross. Oh. Can we get Nikki Cross back, please? <laughs> two and one. Uh, two and one. Here we go. Track number three. Track number four. Number four, my bad. Yeah. Sucks. That's what I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Tiffany Stratton. I don't know. 
That was Tamina. <laughs> You're tied to that tied to track number okay, five. Cool. Track number five, right? Yep. Uh, no idea. That is Nikki Ash. Oh, Nikki Cross and Nikki Ash. No wonder. You both suck. <laughs> Two and three. Two and three is rank number six. Especially the NXT. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, cause uh, we only, I wouldn't have gotten AEW themes at all, and like these are, I don't know, which is worse. Well, they're not good. Death, Death Rebel absolutely sucks. Sounds like maybe more from Power Rangers in this bit. Um, I don't know. That is Tony Storm. Oh, I'm so sorry. So it's two and five. Track eight. Here we go. Shall haunt my nightmares every time you play it. Karma. Karma. Three and five. We're gonna track nine. These are the most random themes known to humankind. I don't know. <laughs> that is Mansoor. Well, when's the last time he was on TV? What the exactly. fuck? Exactly. Last time, last time I remember seeing him, he was in that short-lived tag team with Cesaro. No, then didn't they put him... Uh, or wait, was that after or before Mustafa Ali? That was after. Oh, oh, oh okay, all right. Yeah, that's right, Mustafa Ali turned on him. Okay, so track 10... I forget the name of the of the gimmick, but it was the the clowns when they were dressed up as um like bull uh like bull riders. Primo and Epico. 
Los Matadores. Exactly. So I got it right. Pretty good. Uh, yeah. Four insects. You see that, yeah. Um, four insects. Here you go, track 11. Was that the Great Kali as well? That was the Great Kali. Oh, he had two themes. Okay. God damn, that's horrible. Sounds like something. <laughs> sounds like something you would play at a pep rally. <laughs> I I hated pep rallies. Um. Uh, Andre Jake. No, that is Simon Dean. Uh, who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> seven and, uh, five, right? Seven and five. Five and seven, yeah. Yeah, five and seven. Uh, who gives up? <laughs> okay, five and seven, yeah. Is Richard Simmons ever seeing this list? <laughs> the fuck is happening here? Um, that's actually going to be the name of this uh, show. It's uh, Paging Richard Simmons. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, we, we won't call it that. That'll scare people. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not sure. That is the Body Donnas. What the fuck? Okay. Five and eight. Glitter, glitz, sparkle, bliss. Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. So, um... Six and eight. Six and eight? No, isn't it, uh... Eight and six? No, it's six and eight. No, yeah, six and eight, six and eight. No, but, oh yeah, because you didn't get Simon Dean, that's right. Okay. 14, track 15, here we go. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Was this what they started you with instead of Happy Birthday? Sherry Martell, courtesy of singing Shawn Michaels' theme, the H.V.K. Yeah, she has uh, seven and eight, they like 16. Huh. I have not one earthly idea. That is Mustafa Ali. Oh, God, I wish he was back on TV. Seven and uh, nine. Apparently, they're going to hold him hostage until his contract expires in two years. Was oh, so he still in there? They didn't... Okay. No, no, they're just Why won't they do that? That is just... Let him go. If he wants to go, let him go. Yeah, but I, I mean, I agree. Okay, so seven and nine. Yeah.
Richard Simmons definitely had a hand in making this list. Um, I don't know. That is Alia. And you know what? At this point, I'm almost proud of myself that I don't know. Uh, you know, in the, in the history of this list, I've never been proud of myself when I come up with a losing record. But so far, I'm pretty goddamn proud of myself. We are 7 and 10. Now we have three more. Track 18. My name is Finley, and I love to fight. <laughs> Finley. Finley. Eight and ten. Track nineteen. There will be no stopping. Uh-huh. It's when you go harder than somebody, man. This right here uh-huh. is domination. Ezekiel Jackson. Ezekiel Jackson. Is that uh, nine and ten? Nine and ten. Two more. Yeah. Two more. Cool. Track 20, here we go. No, you're the next generation of sucky theme music. What the fuck is this? Uh, it sounds familiar, but I don't know. Jason Jordan. No, Jason. 9-9-11. Okay, last one, are you ready? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh what the? Are we really gonna close the show with this song? Are we really gonna close this show? Is this the way it ends? Mark Henry, can we do another one just so we don't have to end it like that? <laughs> Can we have a 22 edition? Here we go. I'm a nice man. <laughs> yeah, I'm a nice man. <laughs> apparently, apparently we're going to have to keep running with this because I, I am not ending... <laughs> so 11 and 11. Uh, very nice and very evil with the ass boys. <laughs> exactly. Alright, here we go. Dan Harrison doing the final one. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Funaki. Okay, what's the score? Because we had to go over eleven, um, over twenty-one on that one. Uh, twelve and eleven. Okay, so he came back uh, by one, by one. Holy crap! <laughs> I wasn't gonna end the show on Mark Henry's work nothing done. Holy crap! All right, that is the end of the segment. This has been a very evil show. 
Yes, very <laughs> evil indeed. <laughs> All right, that way, see, we should close the show up for the week. That's what we'll call this show, very evil. <laughs> All right, so, fans, that is uh, another edition of the PC Progression Wrestling Podcast. So, for my co-host, I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, say goodnight to the fans. I can't, I can't do a decent Dan House impression, and I refuse to do a Mr. Ass impression, so can I just be myself and, and bid you adieu, and thank you for spending part of your evening with us, and Elio, you as well, because it's your birthday, and I refuse to end it on sexual chocolate. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> we'll talk to you all next week. <laughs>